This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Thursday, July 12th. Not 12th. Jesus Christ, it's the 2nd. <laughs> it could be the 12th. Fucked up right out of the gate. Yeah, but right it's out of the gate. Anything can happen. <laughs> this is episode 297. My name is Dan Ellis, and I'm joined via Skype by Mr. Oh, uh, you know, just me. Ryan Duffy, the Duffster. Yeah. What's yeah. happening, man? Uh, uh, everything is kind of happening. All the things, all at once, yeah. all the time. I mean, it's crazy if you think about it uh yeah you, yeah, if i think, think about, about just it. how much is going on <laughs> and how much it's <laughs> making me personally feel a little bit crazy sometimes that's why i spend as much time as possible in my garage now yeah uh, i saw yeah, that you made me oh go ahead yeah i, I was gonna say I, I went to the grocery store today and i wanted just to punch people <laughs> were they not wearing masks not wearing masks, not following six foot rule, not noticing the giant sign saying aisles go one way. You ever, you ever want to just like stop in the middle of the aisle and just start screaming, get the fuck away from me. Yeah. Actually, I kind of wanted to just stop there and point at the fucking sign. Uh huh. Cause you know what arrows mean? <laughs> we read. Oh, yeah. Like, I just, sometimes in my mind, I just have this picture of myself just, like, stopping in the middle of the aisle and just screaming, like, get the fuck away from me, you fucking idiots. Yeah. And then they'd come and cart me away. All these places that are opening and being like, hey, we've got all these practices in place. Mm -hmm. Those practices only work if the customers fucking follow them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've got all of these safety measures in place to help keep our customers safe, but... Yeah, those those are great measures, but what are you doing to enforce that people follow them? Yeah, that, and no, nobody follows them. Nobody, nobody follows them. <sighs> yeah, but uh, my 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 humidor business is picking up. I saw that you've made a couple very very nice boxes. Yeah, and I've got two more uh, requests. Well, actually, kind of three requests. I got to get back to one of our listeners. Uh, uh, Patrick Trivi asked mm. me for one, and he's from Wisconsin. Oh. So, so he he is on my list to get to a fellow cheesehead. Uh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. but you know it takes me three or four days to make one. Yeah, and I only have four days off a week. <laughs> <laughs> so you can but make roughly one per week. I can make roughly one per week. Yeah, yeah. And this last one I made that is finished yesterday uh, is for a band called Amigo the Devil. You ever heard of them? No. Well, it's not for the band. It's for my buddy who's a big fan of the band and a big friend of the singer of the band. I hadn't really listened to their music before either. Like, I had heard it because he had showed me some of their stuff at work. Mm. And I was just listening to it the whole time I was making it. I'm like, I really like them. Amigo of the Devil? Amigo the Devil. Oh, Amigo the Devil. Yeah. Hmm. Friend of the Devil. What kind of music is it? Uh, We'll play. I'll, I'll have you look up a song when we go on a break. It's very dark yeah folk music very <laughs> dark folk music huh well now yeah. i'm intrigued <laughs> i have to extremely brutal uh-huh folk music yeah yeah huh <laughs> well yeah now i'm i'm very much intrigued i my curiosity is peaked i will have to uh check it out during our break for sure anything yeah. else new uh that's about it just just trying to do my thing Got so many things I want to build in the garage to make life there more easy too. Uh-huh. So I might just have to take like a week off and be like, I'm disassembling the whole garage and putting it back together. Disassembling the gar- Why would you disassemble the garage? To change, like take everything out and change the workflow where everything's at. Cause I'm trying to I'm oh. figuring out like 
moving around the equipment that I have set up, like trying to optimize the workflow, be able to do things right. in a more, I don't know, feng shui mode. <laughs> you got to Marie Kondo that shit. <laughs> but, you know, just, just having everything in a more convenient spot so that my limit my amount of moving and action to do one thing, single task so I can make myself more streamlined. Yeah. Got to gotta make sure that you've aligned what ignites your delight. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Uh, I, it should, I'm sure it will help if we could be more yeah. organized and yeah. have a better flow. The big in organization is the biggest part of it. So that way I, every tool has their place. So when I'm grabbing for something, it's always, I mean, I did it right by my lathe, so everything's organized right there, but now I need to do everywhere else. Yeah. And Matt is not joining us today. He said that he wasn't going to be able to make the show because he had to sort some stuff out. I'm not sure what it, what that is or what he's doing. Matt's a little cryptic. He, he has, he, he keeps his personal life pretty personal. So yeah. Why we just go, we still love him. yeah. Yeah. And we go, okay, well hope everything's okay, man. <laughs> See you later or talk to you next week. Hopefully. Um, yeah. But yeah. He said he's doing all right. Just needed to sort some stuff out and I, and hopefully we'll have him on the show with us again next week. Um, it took me, I have to apologize to everybody because it did take me longer to get the show out than I was expecting. Uh, we are now recording on Thursdays. Uh, because Ryan's schedule has shifted, which is fine and good. That's that's no problem. I was hoping to get the episode out. What I ideally would like to do is have the Patreon episode out no later than Monday and the regular episode out no later than Tuesday each week going forward as we're recording on Thursdays. Uh, it did take me longer because I had to do some stuff around the house, but in addition to that, uh, there were... A couple portions of the show where I talked about my job and and how my work life has been going lately. And after recording the, the episode of the show, uh, the following, I think it went out, it was either Friday, like the day after we recorded, or it was Monday. I received an email at work wanting... Encouraging all of all of the employees to be ambassadors for the agency and, you know, basically share things from the agency's official social media presences, not not do anything ourselves, but feel free to share official agency posts about stuff. And then consequent to that, we received a message that stressed that we need to make it perfectly clear to everybody that we as individual employees do not represent at all the agency that if there's ever a doubt about anything we say related to our work life, that we should just probably not say it because (laughs) you could be terminated for things. And with the way the current administration is structured and the people that it has placed throughout all agencies within the government, uh, it's, it's had a very chilling effect on people feeling free to speak their minds about things, which really yeah. fucking sucks. And I am ordinarily very outspoken about anything and everything, but when this is discussing my livelihood and how I, yeah, how I earn money to support the various causes that I believe in and champion. I, I need to be a little more circumspect in what I say and do in my personal life and public life. And so I just I had to spend quite a while going through the last episode with a bit of a fine tooth comb and and. <laughs> picking out all of the little bits of anything that I was even the tiniest bit concerned about. And we'll have to just know that I need to be more careful going forward. And uh, even in responding to people online recently, I've, I've had to include like a little disclaimer (laughs) that says, you know, just understand that what I've put here is my personal opinion. I do not represent the agency I work for as an official spokesperson or anything like that, this is just my personal opinion as 
Have you developed a little like copy and paste thing to put at the end of everything? <laughs> no, I I mean it's like I say it, it it has it definitely has a bit of a chilling effect uh when you receive messages like that at work. But Yeah. You know, as as long as I'm I'm not talking about specific things that are happening at work or mm-hmm. or or talking about specifically what I'm doing, like then I should be okay. <laughs> I was, yeah. was going to say, Hopefully. I was, uh, well, you can, you and I can talk more offline about it, but yeah. <laughs> there were, there were some things that, uh, yeah, I just needed to make sure, uh, I, that, that I needed to be more careful about, uh, broadcasting to a wider public audience. And I, was a little bit lax in last week's episode initially, like just during recording. But like I said, I, I'm pretty sure that I cleaned up everything that I, <laughs> there was. I don't, I don't think I left anything in there about work at all. So that should all be fine ish. It's, it's all government approved now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't, I don't think I can say that because then it would be <laughs> me saying the government. No, I, yeah, it's, I think, I personally believe that what I said should be fine. Does not reflect upon the the agency in which you are employed by. Yeah, yeah, and and that goes for all of our episodes and everything else. Like this is this is us being. We're, us. we're just people. We're expressing our opinion. I'm not a I'm not an official spokesperson for any government agency. Nor nope. would I want to be. Jesus Christ! Can you no. imagine how, all the headache that would be involved with that? I mean, I don't even like using my official government email address. Yeah, I have. So because I was president for Atheists of Utah and and am the state director here in Utah for American Atheists, I I know Mm -hmm. quite a few influential people, you know, not only in the state, but across the nation and and in other countries. You know, I'm not saying I'm a big deal. It's just I know a lot of of people who are pretty well connected doing other things. And there were, there were a couple online interactions this week where a friend of mine who, uh, who is, who is a government employee. I'm not going to say whether they are state or federal because I don't want to, I don't want to provide any avenue for somebody to, or or even our government. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to provide any avenue for somebody to go after this person, but I noticed there were a couple of times that this person had made a comment, uh, specifically related to politics and the comment that they made also tied to their place of employment, which Mm. was problematic for them. And after they, they posted that comment, I was in the process of sending them a message. And then I received a notification that, you know, so-and-so has edited their comment. And huh. then I went back to look at the comment and not only had they edited it, they had just removed it. And I thought, oh, okay, well, yeah. they probably realized that it wasn't the best idea to put that out there. So yeah, it's just, it, it's, it really fucking sucks that as you know, for a lot of people who work for the government or for a government agency who know a lot more detail and information than the general public that we can't just speak our mind about stuff. Like, even if you were to say, yeah. this is just my personal opinion about X thing that is going on at X agency, you could possibly get fired for that. And like I, I keep my Facebook pretty much all to my woodworking. Yeah. I go on and make snide comments to some things because it's fun sometimes. Mm-hmm. But they're also my personal feelings, and I try to do it in a sarcastic way where it's like, well, I'm just joking. But, yeah, I think your church is fucking stupid. <laughs> well, and that's it, too. Like, I, you know, I, yeah, I it when I post stuff out on social media, it's it's all just my personal opinion about stuff. And, yeah, I think or what I strive to do, you know, just regularly is to make sure that everything that I post out out on social media can be uh, supported by facts and evidence. So it's not just me saying something that could be open to interpretation or colored by other facts or whatever else it's no, this is, this is a thing that happened and here's the information to support 
me saying that this thing happened. So I don't know. It's just, it, we live in a weird fucking time, man. And our president is a giant fucking douchebag who has put a bunch of giant fucking douchebags in yeah. positions of power throughout the government everywhere. And it's, things are getting really fucky and sideways. And hopefully if everybody will get out and vote, make sure you're registered, make sure that you request a, a mail-in ballot if you need to, but you need to vote in November. And I think the choices are pretty obvious in most instances, but if you, if you don't vote, then please don't complain and please yeah, like, just know that you are, you are giving up your best shot at making any real change in our country and the world at large. Yeah. I don't care if you don't think Joe Biden's a good guy because, uh, would you rather have a dog that shits on your rug or a Tyrannosaurus Rex ripping through your house? <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, it's even for people who say, well, you know, you're just, I'm going to have to vote for the lesser of two evils or the better of two shit sandwiches. Okay. But you're still, voting for less evil or, or a better shit sandwich. Like you yeah, have yeah. two choices here, basically that's there, how there, our there, politics work. Yeah. There's a key word in that phrase. Better. Yeah. Yeah. You can vote for the better option. Or I could just stand on my principles and not vote for either one of those turd sandwiches. I could just vote for my conscience and do that. Okay. Or I can sure. Vote third party in they might get 0.5% of the vote. And I already know that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, feel free to vote however you want, but just know that if you're going to, if you're going to vote third party or, or do a protest vote or just not vote, it's not just you that you are affecting through your decision. You're affecting minority populations across the country. And, and, and we say this based on data. Yeah. And if you can live with yourself, Knowing that you didn't, that knowing that you didn't do whatever you could to try to stop more evil being perpetrated on those minorities, then that's on you, and I'll think you're a piece yeah. of shit. If a third party option was more viable and actually had a chance, that wouldn't be a problem. But the way our system is set up right now, they literally have no fucking chance. So until a system changes and a third party becomes more viable, yeah, we're kind of screwed. Yeah. With your whole, I'm going to vote third party. Yeah. So. It's funny that it's third party because they always come at third. There's no second party or first party. <laughs> it's third party. Well, you yeah. We, Democrat, Republican or third party who always comes in fucking third. Yeah. Third party or, and well, and they say a third party candidate when there are multiple other parties available, it's not like there are yeah. Republicans, Democrats and a nebulous third party. Third no, party, that's, yeah, that's. You know, Democratic Socialists, that's the Green Party, that's Libertarians, yeah. that's the Constitution Party, that, you know, there there are a dozen or more, maybe dozens of other parties that everybody lumps into third party. And that translates to third party, meaning fuck all, yeah. <laughs> particularly in a national election, because you're never, ever going to get the votes you need for that third party to win an yeah. election the way our, our elections are currently structured. As a matter of fact, I think the, the, the woman who is leading the third party vote right now, I can't remember what her name is. Uh, her VP pick was the same guy that, uh, that the, the horsey dude had for VP pick. The guy that everyone gets a horse and he wears a fucking boot on his head. Uh, vermin Supreme. Yeah. Vermin Supreme. It was his fucking VP guy. That's also her VP guy. So, what do you think about that for your <laughs> third place party pick? Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, that's just, you're wasting people's time if you're doing that, especially yeah. this year. Like the stakes could not be higher, honestly. And people who would be voting third party here, like you do you, but just know I, I'm going to think less of you. I, I think it's yeah. a really shitty thing to do. Even if you live in a totally red state or a totally blue state where you think that you may just be, you know, your vote doesn't count or whatever. People said that in 2016 and Trump won by 
less than a hundred thousand votes across the nation. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Don't, don't be an idiot. Don't throw your vote away. Don't, don't do, don't not do what you can to get this fucking menace out of the white house. We got a lot of other things to talk about. We'll do that in just a minute. Hello, I'm Lloyd Evans. I'm a former Jehovah's Witness. I'm the author of The Reluctant Apostate and senior editor of JWSurvey.org. And you are listening to The Godless Revolution. Gordy, are you getting sick? I told you not to practice kiss the living room pillow. The dog sleeps on it. I wasn't kissing a pillow, Mom. I just... I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Maybe my dreams were just too loud or something. Or maybe you were out all night again with Grandpa Rick. What? Dad? What, so everyone's supposed to sleep every single night now? You, you realize that nighttime makes up half of all time? Damn it! Jerry! Beth! Oh my god, my parents are so loud I want to die. Mm, there is no God Summer. You gotta rip that band-aid off now. You'll thank me later. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. So we've had two of our dogs now. The, they both recently or two of our dogs recently had an anniversary of being family members. Uh, Oliver has been a member of our family for four years now. And Lily has been a member of the family for one year now. Uh, after, after we adopted her last year and she's just the cutest dog. Oliver is like the most tender hearted, oh, yeah. sweetest dog. He's the, he's the best boy. And I've met yeah, they're they're awesome. And Lily is just she's the most affectionate, just happy to see you. Her, I my nickname for her is Wigglebum because oh, yeah. she just gets super excited and she doesn't really have a tail to wag and she just her whole body vibrates, but in particular her bum wags back and forth. <laughs> and she's she's just she's a delight. She's just so fucking cute. And I felt really bad when on <laughs> Friday after we had recorded the show uh, I believe it was following dinner. I was watching the news as I am wont to do all the time, as is my want, I should say. And Mike Pence was featured in the news story that I was watching. This is a bit of audio from that appearance that really, really made me angry. Like you're saying, do as we say, not as we do. You're telling people to listen to local officials, but in Tulsa, you defied local health officials to have an event that even though you say it didn't result in a spike, dozens of Secret Service agents, dozens of campaign staffers are now quarantined after positive tests. And then in Arizona, one of the hardest hit states, you packed a church with young people who weren't wearing masks. So how can you say that the campaign is not part of the problem that Dr. Fauci laid out? Well... I want to remind you again that the... Well, I'm going to have to stall for time a little bit here while I reach up my ass and grab something to yeah. to respond to you with. Because after all, she is, uh, what do we call it? Correct. <laughs> I'm going to start knitting my eyebrows and furrowing my forehead a little bit here. Show you all the creases that are intended to imply that I have great concern when in fact I don't give fuck all. <laughs> I don't care fuck all about anything you're saying because it doesn't really affect me. And I really don't give a shit. I got paid. And also, Oh, also in the news, I heard that Herman Cain today uh, announced that he has COVID-19 after attending Trump's rally in Tulsa. So that's fun. And then he goes into his uh, response here. Freedom of speech and the right to peaceably assemble is enshrined in the Constitution of the United States. Uh, and even in just in case you didn't know that, you fucking dummy. In a health crisis. So even though we're telling them to pass laws in their own state, we get to defy those laws in their state because uh, freedom of speech. <laughs> and the right to peaceably assemble is enshrined in the Constitution of the United States. Uh, and even in a health crisis, the American people don't forfeit our constitutional rights. And working with state officials, um, uh, as we did in Oklahoma and as, uh, uh, as we did uh, in Arizona. Uh, we're creating settings where people can choose to participate uh, in the political process, and, uh, and we'll continue to do that. Uh, it, it, I, think it's, I think it's really important. We're going to continue to put people's lives in danger because I, I think that's really important. Yeah. 
Uh, now, we- go ahead. Say, if I'm not mistaken, there's two people involved in this political process right now. Uh, Joe Biden is the other one mm. who has come out and said, I will not hold public rallies because I don't want to get anybody sick. Right. Yeah. And of course, the Trump campaign and even a bunch of, you know, some of the people that I'm so disappointed by, uh, some of these quote unquote progressive people out there who are doing their level best to shit all over Biden every chance they get because their their chosen candidate didn't win the uh, primary election. And so yeah. they, they're doing their level best to bring Joe Biden down because they're a bunch of spoiled fucking whiny toddlers who, in my estimation, are no better than the president because they didn't get their way. They're acting out and throwing a fucking tantrum. Um, but yeah, they're, you know, the, the Republicans and those people that I'm so frustrated by are, are choosing to present Biden, not holding rallies. Uh, they're promoting the narrative that he's not doing it because he's either afraid of Donald Trump or because he just doesn't, he, he lacks the mental acuity in order to speak in public these days. And he's trying to keep that all on the DL. He doesn't want that to get out yeah. that he is in, in in a in a state of mental decline such that he can't manage to speak publicly for more than a few minutes without being without having a teleprompter there or somebody to guide him in what he needs to say, which is yeah. hugely frustrating when I see that shit. I think it's but Biden's it's really the one who important. Can't speak. Yeah, uh, that we recognize how important. Um, how important freedom and personal responsibility are to this entire equation. And this is the point where I started getting really angry. Like I, I was a little angry before, but his condescending fucking bullshit tone to this reporter who asked this question, him throwing out all of this stuff about, Oh, well, you know, you need to understand that in the United States we have freedom and, and opportunity to participate in political processes. Nobody questioned that you fucking disingenuous prick. She asked you specifically how you can stand up there and say that the things you are doing are not contributing to the problem when they very fucking clearly are. And I'm getting really mad about it again. (laughs) So I started, you know, so he's saying all of this and I started getting really mad and very agitated and he continued. And but allowing allowing younger Americans, allowing younger Americans to understand, particularly in the counties that are most impacted, um, uh, the unique challenges uh, that uh, we're facing uh, in their age group, we think uh, is important. But look, it's 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 so important that we recognize that that as we issued guidance to reopen America now two months ago, and now as all 50 states are opening up our country again, people are going back to work. American everyday life is being restored. Kind of (laughs) everyday life is being restored. Yeah. How's your everyday life being restored, Ryan? Um, it's not. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, I want, I I would, I would like to go out and get some chicken wings, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Because it's not a safe environment to be going out and that kind of stuff right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He continues. uh, He he continues here and, and continues saying more bullshit. One step, one day at a time. I think it's important that we remind ourselves this is not a choice between the health of the American people and a strong economy. There are profound health implications uh, to the lockdowns through which we just passed. I heard it. I heard a statistic not long ago at a at a, at a task. And that sound in the background, there's a flag behind him that they had clearly clipped to to stay in one position and a clip just came off of the flag and fell down okay. while he's saying all of this. Force briefing that in one jurisdiction, there'd been a 50% increase in the number of people presenting at emergency rooms having attempted suicide. I mean, there are profound mental health issues. There are profound economic issues, people needing to be back to work. And, um, and so we're, we're, uh, 
Our objective here today is just to make sure the American people know in 34 states, the cases are largely stable. And this is where I started to lose my fucking mind. Yeah. In 34 (laughs) states, they're stable. They're not going fucking down. Pretty much stable in 34 states. First, 34 states is a fucking lie about the numbers being pretty stable. I think in all but 14 states, the numbers are continuing to climb. In no, many of those uh, states, it's ju- they've, the numbers have exploded because of bullshit like this. And yeah. so he started saying this, and I started yelling at the TV that he's a fucking cowardly bullshit fucking liar, and he's putting other people's lives in danger to save the economy and to try to save Donald Trump's chances at a second term. He doesn't give a fuck about anybody else. And I'm just, I'm yelling this at the television in the kitchen and, <laughs> and, and oh, go let's ahead. not lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not saving the economy. You're trying to save wall street. Yeah. He's trying to save wall street. I think, I think even above wall street or any other concerns, it's that they want to ensure or do everything they can to ensure that Donald Trump wins reelection. Yeah. Fuck everything else. That's their primary concern. It doesn't matter yeah. how many other people's lives they put in danger. You know, how many people die because of this, how, how badly our economy is ruined or for how long the, the sustained effects of this will, will continue because of their inaction and gross mismanagement of this crisis. They don't give a fuck about like, any of that. Yeah. One of the things I was reading today said was talking about how it might take years for our unemployment numbers to uh, get back to what they were pre COVID. Yeah. Yeah, they absolutely will. And they don't give a fuck about any of that. They just want to ensure that he wins reelection. And so I'm, no, they just want to take away your healthcare. Yeah. So I'm just yelling and screaming this at the television, sitting in the kitchen and finish my little rant. And I turn around (laughs) to see Oliver like cowering, by the doorway into the mudroom out to the garage, you know, where the where yeah. bathroom there is in the kitchen and he's just cowering. And so I get up and I'm like, Oh buddy, I'm sorry. And I'm not, I'm not mad at you. And I walk over toward him and he, you know, he acts a little pensive and puts his head down and, you know, gets a little excited that I'm walking over there. And I look down the hallway into the mudroom and I see Lily sitting on the rug next to the garage. And there's a spreading puddle of urine under her. Like, Apparently, I scared her so much yelling at the television that she just peed all over the rug there. And then I felt like a giant asshole because <laughs> I because I was yelling at the TV so much that it terrified two of my dogs and made one of them lose their bladder control or lose control of their bladder on a rug in the kitchen. I just I felt really bad. It, and that's when they get extra cuddle time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, they did for sure. I, I, when we went downstairs afterward to, you know, we, our routine is that we have dinner, you know, clean up, feed the dogs. Then we go downstairs and watch TV for an hour or two. And, you know, usually Lily will climb up on me and she wants to just lick me all over and I have to like hold her back because she is very tenacious in wanting to lick me all over. And so then because I felt bad, yeah, she got to, she was just licking everywhere, man. My, my, she licked, she climbed up on my shoulder and was just licking the top of my head. Like she went nuts because I felt like a giant that, dick. That, that's the way Lulu is normally with me, but she weighs another 40 pounds. <laughs> yeah, that would be much more difficult. I can't imagine having four dogs the size of, of your dogs. That would be, that would be too much. Only, that's why we have two. <laughs> yeah, and it's why we can get away with having four because they're they're each less than half the size of your dogs. <laughs> yeah, I I keep trying to convince Sarah we can do one more, <laughs> and, and then we go to bed at night. It's like no, nah, they're probably the way these two like to sleep on us. They probably won't work. <laughs> yeah, but I I was so so angry about. The bullshit, the bullshit excuses that he gave for all of this and my God, just the, the utter lack of concern for the lives of others and trying to couch it all as people's freedom and individual right to choose 
if they're going to participate yeah. in the political process. And that's not at all the fucking question he was asked. No. Well, it should have been, why didn't you choose to be socially responsible? Yeah. Well, I'm sure that in his estimation, the reason that Mike Pence hasn't got the coronavirus yet is that he's a good godly man. Jesus has been protecting him. Somebody, you know, all of these other people, obviously they weren't right with God. And so that's why they got sick. But so well, far, Jesus has been his shield. If either of them got sick, we wouldn't know about it. If Trump or Pence got sick? Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I guess it depends on how sick they were. But if eventually True. we would find well, out if they got really sick. Maybe Trump is sick because they canceled their other rallies they had planned. Well, he's definitely fucking sick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, with the coronavirus. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Not. Not literally douchebag sick. Yeah. Yeah, but I I was so, so angry. I get so angry when I see and hear just disingenuous arguments like that yeah. from, from right-wing fucking assholes who aren't even ask, oh. answering the question they were asked and, and then deflect and try to make it all about, you know, wrapping themselves in the flag and... God says that we have these rights that you're not going to take away from nobody. It don't matter. Yeah. It's like, I cannot stand the new press secretary. She, I think she's the worst of them all. Kaylee McEnany. Yeah. She's, she's just got such a pleasant uh, smile though. And she's never going to lie to you. She said so. But all she does is fucking lie. (laughs) She lied about the president lying. No, she promised that she would never lie to people. That's all she does. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this all just kind of ties into uh, this other story that I've got queued up here. Um, I thought this one was a little funny. Uh, I was able I was able to create a fun tagline for it when I posted it out on social media earlier this week. Uh, but this is a sheriff uh, in shit. Where the hell was this guy? Uh, Lewis County Sheriff. Lewis County. Robert Snazza. His last name is Snazza. Whoa. That's snazzy. (laughs) He denounced Jay Inslee's new statewide mask uh, mandate. Jay Inslee, of course, being the governor of Washington State. And this Washington State sheriff decided to say this in response. Uh, In case you guys didn't hear, Governor Inslee, in his infinite wisdom, has decided after over 100 and some odd days that we should all wear face masks (laughs) inside and out. Here's what I say. Don't be a sheep. Wow. Wait a second. And the throngs of adoring idiots cheer. He just handed the microphone back to what appears to be the only motherfucker wearing a face covering. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, handed the megaphone back that to this guy sheep. who who's wearing a face covering while the sheriff is not. And I thought that was a little fun. I what I also thought was was pretty interesting about all of this is, you know, keep in mind that this was a guy wearing a uniform to brand himself as a member of a flock speaking to a group of people standing outside a fucking church that actually refers to its leader as a shepherd. And he's telling people to not be sheep. I bring that up all the time to people. It's like, you you congregate in a building. You all funnel into this building, being led by your priest, who is referred to as a fucking shepherd. Mm -hmm. Shepherd of man. Yeah. Who's the fucking sheep? (laughs) (laughs) Who can't think for themselves? That's just it, though, right? They just, they never think these things through. They never stop for a moment to consider that they may be wrong or how what they're saying could be used to refute the point they're trying to make, right? They they never think ahead well, about this kind of shit. You know, the, the next step is you wearing a full face covering like them, them people over there in the Middle East. Yeah, you gonna put in Sharia law here in America? Yep. I ain't gonna yep. stand by and let that happen. I'll choke you out with nope. my Confederate flag, you fucking pussy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's not good. <laughs> That'd be really bad, okay? I so just want to tell these people that 
if you go out and you aren't following the best safety protocols, don't fucking go to a hospital. If you get sick, don't fucking go to a doctor. Yeah, stay at home stay and pray. Stay at home and die. Yeah, stay at home and pray. See how that. See if that'll work for you. Well, not even pray. Just stay home and die. Because you decided that it was not a concern for you. And that if, if we need the economy to open up, and if a few people die because the economy opens up, well, so, so be, it. be yeah. it. Yeah. That's just how, that's how the cookie crumbles, man. Yeah. So just be one of those numbers of the people that die because they aren't taking what the vast amount of doctors are recommending to do. Yeah. It's all really bad. They're all, they're all just idiots, man. I don't know what to tell you. This is Matt Delahunty, and you're listening to the Godless Revolution. Take me to Morty. You're not Morty. No, I'm Mr. Crowbar, and this is my friend, who is also a crowbar. That's stupid. Yeah? Well, look where being smart got you. Jerry, thank God. God? God's turning people into insect monsters, Beth. I'm the one beating them to death. Thank me. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you. Ryan. Dan. <laughs> so you're you're from a land full of serial killers. Fuck you. Have you? Oh, we got we got two very famous serial killers, uh-huh. and one wasn't even from Wisconsin originally. Uh huh. Originally moved there to eat people. Is is that what you tell yourself to help you sleep better at night? Knowing well, that, well, he's not from Wisconsin originally. Dahmer, I think, originally grew up in Ohio uh-huh. and then moved to Wisconsin and lived with his grandmother and then ate people. Fucking Ohio, man. I know. He learned how to kill little defenseless animals in Ohio and came to Wisconsin and, uh, yeah. Was let loose on the that, population that there. Full Wisconsin, that game is full of Wisconsin, though. That game is full of Wisconsin. So have you, and I know that you, you know, you've expressed interest in in the goings on with serial killers and whatnot in previous there, episodes like you seem to know a lot about serial killers like you and matt both seem seem very interested in that yeah. kind of stuff uh the the psyche interests me i don't want to do it don't worry oh, yeah, about sure. that yeah <laughs> yeah i didn't figure that you wanted to do it but have you seen the the news lately about the golden state killer yeah that he uh can to more shit than he was being charged with yeah so i had for whatever reason forgotten that he had been arrested in 2018 right like so the golden state uh killer was also referred to as the what is it east area rapist um yeah and they they believe he committed more than a hundred rapes i think it was like 120 something rapes that he is if if i remember if I remember correct with his case, it was like one of those 23 and me things that basically got him fucking caught. Yeah. It was, it was all based on DNA evidence that they eventually yeah. found out who his, the, the killer was, which is also a very scary thing because if I remember right, it was a relative of his that did a 23 and me thing. That DNA got flagged as, Whoa, this DNA shares similarities to someone from a fucking murder. Yeah. And they whoever, caught him. Yeah, whoever the the DNA of this person, this person is related to this serial killer and serial rapist that yeah. we've been looking for since that, the eighties, since 80s. the fucking seventies. Yeah, since the seventies. That's right. Yeah, yeah, like he started murdering and raping in the seventies, but all of his crimes abruptly ended in nineteen eighty six, I believe. Um, yeah, which is unlike BTK because BTK started killing again, and that's when he got caught. Yeah, he just couldn't. He had like a 20-year hiatus. Yeah, couldn't stop himself and, and had to go yeah. out and, and start committing more crimes. But so this guy, uh, like I said, I, I had kind of forgotten that he had been arrested in 2018. Yeah. And then I knew that there's the new, I think it's on Netflix, the new show 
I'm, and then I'll be gone in the dark or something like that. Um, and it's based on Patton Oswalt's now deceased wife, uh, Michelle McNamara, who started writing a true crime blog and she was investigating, uh, the golden state killer, East area rapist and compiling evidence, going and visiting with victims and going to scenes of the, of his crimes and, you know, writing her own book about this after she had done all of this work on this true crime blog. And of course, then she died, uh, before, I think she died before he was arrested. Even like she, she did not even know that a lot of her work helped contribute to this or, you know, that so many people were interested in this and her, her work, something that she had worked on for so long finally was coming to a close with the arrest of this guy. It it had to have been very close to the same time because she didn't die that long ago. Yeah. I want to say, I think she died in, Oh shit. I can just look it up here. Let's see. Michelle McNamara. I would say at the latest 2017. Uh, 2016. Looks like she died. Yeah. Died April 21st. She died a week after her birthday in 2016. Yeah. April 21, 2016, 46 years. She was my age and died in her sleep. Jeez. That's, that's not very bueno. (laughs) I'm getting old man. Uh, but so yeah, like I say, I, I had kind of forgotten that he had been arrested and then I, was vaguely aware of this show on Netflix. And then earlier this week, I saw an article that was, that was published talking about the golden state killer confessing to several murders and rapes. Uh, this story comes to us from the AP it's dated June 29th. And it says, uh, the headline is golden state killer admits to dozens of rapes, 13 murders. Sacramento, California, a former police officer, which, holy cow, this guy's a former police officer who terrorized California as a serial burglar and rapist and went on to kill more than a dozen people while evading capture for decades, pleaded guilty Monday to murders attributed to the Golden State Killer. Joseph James D'Angelo Jr. had remained almost silent in court since his 2018 arrest until he repeatedly uttered the words guilty and I admit in a hushed and raspy voice as part of a plea agreement that will spare him the death penalty for a life sentence with no chance of parole. D'Angelo, 74, did not cooperate with authorities, but he muttered a confession of sorts after his arrest that cryptically referred to an alter ego named Jerry that he had forced, that he said forced him to commit the wave of crimes that appeared to end abruptly in 1986. I did all that. D'Angelo said to himself while alone in a police interrogation room after his arrest in April 2018. Sacramento County Prosecutor Ten Ho said, I didn't have the strength to push him out, D'Angelo said. He made me. He he went with me. It was like in my head. I mean, he's a part of me. I, I didn't want to do those things. I pushed Jerry out and had a happy life. I did all those things. I destroyed all their lives. So now I've got to pay the price. While prosecutors suggested D'Angelo had been faking a split personality, Ho said his day of reckoning had arrived. The scope of Joseph D'Angelo's crimes is simply staggering, Ho said. Each time he escaped, slipping away silently into the night. There's no escaping now. D'Angelo, seated in a wheelchair on a makeshift stage in a university ballroom that could accommodate more than 150 observers at a safe distance during the coronavirus pandemic, pleaded guilty to 13 counts of murder and dozens of rapes that were too old to prosecute. Which is another thing that is troubling. Yeah. D'Angelo, who wore orange jail scrubs and a plastic face shield to prevent possible spread of the virus, listed to one side and his mouth hung open as prosecutors read graphic details of the rapes and killings where he snacked on leftover Turkey before leaving. Family members wept as the proceeding went on most of the day. A pile of used tissues sat on the floor next to Jennifer Carroll, whose, whose father attorney Lyman Smith was slain in 1980 with his wife, Charlene Smith, who was raped before being killed. This is much harder than I thought it was going to be. And I thought it was going to be hard. Carroll said, I feel a lot of anger, which I don't think I've felt so powerfully before. D'Angelo, 
A Vietnam veteran and grandfather had never been on investigators' radar until just before his arrest. Investigators didn't connect a series of assaults in Central and Northern California to slayings in Southern California until about a decade after the last killing and eventually settled on the Golden State Killer nickname for the mysterious assailant. Police used DNA from crime scenes to find a distant relative through a popular genealogy website database, then built a family yeah. tree that eventually led them to him. They tailed D'Angelo and secretly collected DNA from his car door and a discarded tissue to get an arrest warrant. Which is cool, but also a little scary. I mean, yeah, I guess well, if you go to 23andMe or any of those DNA thingies, Make sure nobody in your family has killed anybody in the past. <laughs> or, like, maybe you can help contribute to helping to catch those people. It's True. It's, it's an ethical concern and a privacy concern for a lot of people, I'm sure, that, you know, when they, yeah. when they send their DNA off for matching for a lot of these genealogy websites, that authorities may use that information at a later date or... And I, you know, I'm kind of of two minds here. Like, yes, it's a privacy concern and you should probably read through the, the, the terms when you do this. Yeah. Like, like the possibility of them selling your stuff to insurance agencies that can do a, uh, DNA check on your, or check your DNA to see if you're pre, if you're predisposed, predisposed to, to certain any, illnesses and yeah. they decide, well, we don't want to insure you because according to this, you're predisposed. Right. Yeah, and yeah I, no, thank you. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a very valid concern that you know your your information should be yours, and we're really just on the crest of this, right? This is going to be much more alarming and important as we move forward, and the technology advances, and more and more people participate in this. But I'm a little paranoid about some things. That's one of them. Is I just don't want my genetic information out there for anybody to use. Being sold willy nilly, yeah, to be sold to whomever w wants it, you know, and yeah. But I think ultimately that may be a concern that is made moot by just this the sheer numbers of people who are participating and the ease at which, or the ease with which anybody could obtain my genetic material. So. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's just one of those things, man. Got to, got to try to exercise some bit of caution, I suppose, but it's very interesting. And then, you know, the, the other side of that is, well, sure. It would be great if, you know, let's say somebody in somewhere in my family committed an atrocious crime that has gone unsolved so far and me contributing my genetic information that could potentially tie a relative of mine to an unsolved case that would be interesting and beneficial and could help some people get closure. But, the, and the story just goes on and on, you know, it talks about uh, some of the things that he would do, like stacking dishes on, on some of his victims so that like he would put dishes on the backs of, of the, the husband uh, at, at a residence while he raped the wife. You know, and told the husband, yeah. hey, if I hear these dishes yep. fall, I'm going to come and kill you. Oh. I'm going to kill your wife. I'm going to yep. kill your kids. Like whoever else that he could possibly threaten. Like a lot of psychological torture as well as, you know, physical humiliation and murder and repeated rapes. So I, well, like, I, I, I even heard like with the dishes thing, like uh -huh. he might do that and not leave the house for hours. Oh, yeah. Just, Just tor mentally torturing them to be like. Is he here? Is he gone? What's going on? I can't move because if I move, he's going to fucking kill me. Yeah. Yeah. We, so I had mentioned that, you know, uh, Patton Oswalt's wife, Michelle McNamara was, you know, she had her true crime blog and, and started work on her book and everything. Um, and there's that Netflix, uh, series about all of that that's available now. And we watched the first episode last night and I was like, Holy shit, this guy's a fucking monster. But uh, talking, you know, speaking of horrible bastards. Little man disease. <laughs> little man disease and horrible bastards who we we would be glad to hear nothing more from for a long time. There's, yeah, we, we can end this episode on a bit of good news. Because over the last week, yeah. it was revealed that four awful people have been banned from YouTube. Gavin McInnes, the person who 
co-founded Vice News and then also started the Proud Boys and is a racist piece of shit. So Gavin McInnes, Stefan Molyneux, David Duke, and Richard Spencer have all been banned from YouTube. Fucking finally. How does it feel to be in the ranks of fucking David Duke? Uh, Then they might be proud. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure that these people probably don't mind very much. But yeah, I was I was very happy to see that, you know, like, of course, David Duke and Richard Spencer should have been banned ages ago. Like, I don't I don't know why they were allowed to have a platform on there in the first fucking place with their history and, and the things that they say and do. You know, Stefan Molyneux and Gavin McInnes, I could see having a platform there initially, and then it should have been taken away a long time ago once they started down this alt-right, white nationalist, racist bullshit road. But yeah, I'm just very happy that I will hopefully, hopefully the number of people who say that I need to watch this video from Stefan Molyneux when I talk about... You know, when I, when I talk about how, how utterly ridiculous I think libertarianism is as a political ideal and that the libertarian party by and large is just a hot fucking mess of well, I thought it was turds. just Jordan Peterson they kept sending you videos of. <laughs> well, yeah. So I, I won't have to see shit from Jordan Peterson or Stefan Molyneux for a very long time and 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 hopefully it will be very few and far between it certainly won't be as yep. much as i have had to deal with them in the past because they no longer have that platform for disaffected dummies to to be sucked in by these slick charismatic cult leaders <laughs> so that's good news. I was very, I was very pleased to see that. It made me, it gave me, it a, gave me a smile earlier this week. But of course, people will be pissed off about it because freedom of speech on a private platform. My freeze peaches. What's it gonna do with my freeze peaches? Yeah. You can't take away my freeze peach. I'm gonna make a shake out of it later. I always, I always laugh at people because you know they always get protested when they try to speak at a college. Uh huh. Like, well, it's just free speech, freedom of speech. You can speak there if he wants. It's like, yeah, but isn't it also those students protesting him coming there to speak? Isn't that their First Amendment right to say we don't want this kind of speech here? Yeah, they also have that freedom of yeah. speech to to counter. So they they gonna, can offer counter arguments to his free speech. Yeah. So if if you're only agreeing that the uh, the Nazi sympathizer should get to speak and not the other people. Where do you stand? Maybe you're kind of an asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. Oh, oh, wrap things up for us for this episode. Um, All wrapped up just like your face should be. <laughs> Absolutely. Jesus. That could have come up as like a serial killer type thing, but it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Before we go, I want to uh, first send a shout out to a listener that is in the hospital. Uh, I don't, I don't want to say their name right now because I don't know. I haven't asked them if it would be okay to do this, but just know that, uh, there's a longtime supporter of the show who is currently in the hospital and is having a bit of a rough go, but hopefully everything will turn out fine and they are doing well. Uh, I, I wish you well and, and, wish you a very speedy recovery and hope that you're back in fighting shape very, very soon. Thanks for tuning in. Everybody we'll love y'all very much. Hope you're staying safe. Hope you have a fantastic holiday weekend. You're probably, well, you're going to hear this after the holiday. So hopefully you've had a great holiday weekend and you stayed safe, maintained your social distance, wore a mask. If you were out in public, you weren't one of the assholes lighting off fireworks till 1am. Didn't get yourself all blowed up. I'll be at work. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, good luck with any potential wildfires over the weekend with those assholes. Uh, huh. Before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. That would be, I'll let you start this time. Oh, Alan Firth. Christy Kalbach. Gatheus. Steven Andrus. 
Let the meat go peppy. Two skeptical chaps. Vanessa. Don't be a Richard. Ollie Olson. Yes, Ollie, we are still alive. <laughs> Thank you very much for asking about us. And like I said, yeah, I, we had that break, and then it took me a while to get the episode out, so my apologies. Mea culpa. Hopefully that will not be an issue going forward. Hopefully me moderating a little bit more what I say while we're recording will <laughs> will make it so that it doesn't take as long to edit the show and get it out to everybody. Utah Outcast. Wesley Aaron. Andrew Vodapich. Jeremy Goodson. Jeff Peterson. Megan Mitchell. Tim Jacobson. Janet Uter. Savita Kuna. Purple Dragon. Captain Samples. Corey Ebert. Fat Tony and Johnny Tight Lips support the American Humanist Association. Taylor Grant. And Nico Gonzalez. Thank you all very much for your kind yeah. contributions to the show. If you, dear listener, would like to contribute to the show, you can do so by signing up at Patreon and I will have a PayPal uh, account and link yes, available for listeners to the show. Thank you very much to freethinker215 for sending us information about that. I will be setting that up before this episode goes out so you can check the show notes and contribute to us via PayPal if you wish to do that going forward. Uh, I wanted to have that ready by this episode, but got bogged down with work today and was unable to complete that task before recording. So check the show I've notes. I've lost all of our passwords. It'll be in there. <laughs> I'll get Ryan our password to everything. I need to send all that to Matt too. Because uh, yeah, that that's, that's, that's after show talk. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you all very much for listening. We appreciate you more than you know. Hope you stay safe and that you're happy and healthy, as healthy as you can be, and as happy as you can be, all things considered. And so until next week, crucify the fucking idiots who keep saying, don't be a sheep. Leave us a review and fucking vote. Yes. Also, rate the show and rate how sexy it is to wear a mask. Mmm, so sexy. <laughs> <laughs>